as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us go to gigantic.is that's gigantic.is and save your seat for our january cohort your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. This is Michael Saka. So while we were at Collisions, uh, we met Carlos Eduardo, who is one of the founders of Seed Camp, which is a startup accelerator out of um, London, England. And what they focus on is funding companies and getting them to the States so that they can make the connections that they need. So we had a fascinating conversation with him about the state of tech what they're looking for in companies, and what he's looking forward to in the future. So it's a great conversation. Again, we were at Collision, so it's a little bit noisy, but it's well worth the listen. 
We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to George Diab of Working On about why he uses Hover. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've been using it for a long time. Probably 2012, I think. I love it. It's yeah. The prices are great. The interface is awesome. And um, I still have a few uh, domains out in, in some other places. And it, it's, I'm just waiting to find some time and I'll move them all to Hover. I love right. it. Yeah. Go to Hover.com and use the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS to get 10% off your domain purchase today. HostGator makes web hosting easy and affordable with plans starting at just $3.96 a month. This week, we have a very special giveaway offer. You can get your HostGator t-shirt absolutely free. Go to bit.ly.com forward slash HostGator hyphen shirt. That's bit.ly.com forward slash HostGator hyphen shirt to get a HostGator shirt absolutely free. CodeShip is a hosted continuous delivery service focusing on speed, security, and customizability. You can set up continuous integration in a matter of seconds and automatically deploy when your tests have passed. CodeShip supports both your GitHub and Bitbucket projects, and you can get started with CodeShip's free plan today. Should you decide to go with a premium plan, you can save 20% off of any plan for the next three months by using code ROCKETSHIP. Go to CodeShip.com slash ROCKETSHIP and check it out. Based in London. So tell us a bit about uh, Seedcamp. What are you guys focused on? And, and I, I guess even for people that don't know, what is Seedcamp? Yeah. So um, hello, everyone. It's, it's very meta since uh, we have our own podcast. It's, it's great to be invited to, to have a chat with you. Um, Seedcamp's an acceleration fund that's uh, it's been around now for eight years. We started in, in 2007. Basically, the mission behind its, its origin was helping back uh, the most globally ambitious founders uh, wanting to build billion-dollar companies uh, across the world and with a focus in Europe. And one of the things that happened early on was that um, we wanted to leverage the ecosystem to provide companies with mentoring, even if they didn't receive investment from us. So th that meant that over the course of, of a year or two, we would end up at least with uh, maybe 40 or 50 companies that had not received investment, but had received mentoring, met some key people, gone back to their home geography and iterated their product or whatever. And, and I think that that was like one of the things that early on we felt really passionate about to, to, to give that mentoring to the community even if we didn't invest. But then obviously being an investment fund, we were also looking for people that we could help at the right time in their company to scale it to product market fit. And so at this point in time, we have about 150 companies that we've invested in, actually 160. Um, and what, we, what we've been looking for this entire time are, are founders that are really ambitious to scale their company no matter where they started and, and really going to where they need to go to scale it. So whether that be you know, uh, London or whether that be the Valley, and we help them with that journey. Um, the reason why we're called an acceleration fund is because we have a seed fund, in effect, that invests uh, alongside other investors, but we also have uh, an accelerator program that helps the company with the growth. Now, that, that program isn't like a typical program. There's many things that are unique about it, and uh, you can go to our website and read about that. But in brief, basically, we optimize around the needs of the founder. There isn't like a, a short-term three-month thing. It's a lifelong thing. And we help the company with bridging it to the United States. So we usually take uh, the companies to the U.S. on our U.S. trip, which we do twice a year. And we introduce them to the right relationships in, in Boston, New York, the Valley, and San Fran. So that whole experience is what we call an acceleration fund. 
but also you know yeah, uh, the, the the quality of founders that we look for are part of that experience. You know, having back a lot of really amazing guys, uh, Tavit and Christo from Transferwise, where uh, uh, Andreessen recently invested. And, you know, last year Hardy at GrabCat, and there's there's a lot of different founders, and 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 they add as much value to each other as we as a as a fund can bring to them. So what have you seen kind of change in the eight years that you've been doing this in the, the type of company that's coming to you or even the sophistication uh, at the level that they come? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that isn't obvious, um, you know, when you look at the evolution of an ecosystem is the, 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 the everything that is not um, in the direct line of sight of a product. So we all... We all hear the stock answers of um, of stuff like yes, now it's cheaper to start a startup because you have services like Amazon and Google and all these things reduce the costs. We've heard that, but one of the things that it's actually it's let's call it the the underground stuff that you don't hear about is all the service providers that need to become quite knowledgeable in how to scale and service companies, which then provide the support for the ecosystem. So, for example, lawyers who understand venture finance, accountants who can help with that, and the services being cheap enough and available enough. And so what's happened in the last six, seven, eight years is you've had an explosion of not just the technology that enables it to go down, not just the the success of founders and therefore the reintegration of their knowledge into the ecosystem, not just more people willing to take risks and, and having the skills to do it, but also the maturation of all the service providers that enable this to happen in a way that doesn't create problems for the founders later. So all that, and, and I'm including venture funds and other funds into that service layer as well. So all that stuff is the biggest change that I've seen in the last six years. Um, do you... Think there'd be a time when companies wouldn't have to come to Silicon Valley or to New York or to Boston, to the states even, to to be able to take that next step. It's um, a very good question because, in in a way, you're asking me to predict the future, and 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 I would love to, you know, I'd love to say, yeah, that's going to happen tomorrow. But I think that there's unique challenges there, which, um, other than the capital, it's it's um, relational. It's experience, um, and so you know the, the the benefits of being, let's say, in the valley. If you're, a, let's say, a B2C startup with plugins into Facebook and Google and or Twitter, is that the the velocity at which you make these collisions of, of relationships is just faster. And so the question isn't necessarily a structural one; it's a relational one. And the question is, how do you map that relational uh, uh, sort of um, graph to? Uh, other parts of the world and can you is a question can you without having a generation lapse so would it take uh, founders coming back home and and building or I mean it sounds like this is potentially yeah for sure I mean there's there's the sort of the theory of if you get rich and successful in somewhere else that at some point you're going to come back home and you know we're seeing that with the PayPal mafia and we're seeing that with Skype mafia and and, and like those guys who, you know, came back and developed um, the right relationships and are funding companies in Estonia. And they, yeah, of course that stuff's going to happen. But to answer your question, you know, in, in the spirit of the question, we're talking about that at a mass mass scale across all the different countries. And so will it happen? Probably, but it won't look the same way. And it'll also have a different a field per country and as, as which companies were successful from each one of those countries and it'll probably take time 
Um, what, uh, what kind of companies do you see emerging that uh, you're excited about? Uh, what, kind, what type of companies do you see or what type of solutions uh, do you see presented that, that you're excited about? That's a, that's a very good question because uh, uh, there's many different ways an investor can slice that question. Sometimes it's, it's the view around a theme like, you know, I'm really interested in X, right? Uh, another one, it can be business model. Like, I really like marketplaces. Why? Because there's latent demand between these people. As long as there's this latent demand and there's uh, liquidity, you're going to make a cut on that. And I think one of the, the, the great um, circumstances that Seed Camp's in is that we can we can be agnostic to some of those um, and, and therefore be opportunistic for when stuff uh, just uh, really starts to show as, as, as excelling for a customer base, you know, whether it be as a form of the marketplace or whether it be something entirely new, something that's completely different. Uh, and I love having that flexibility. I mean, we invested in a company called Proud Process, Portuguese team, and they're developing a form of distributed supercomputing in the cloud. And like that kind of stuff, you're like, that's science fiction. I love that. I love being in be be able to like back that kind of quality founder. And then we invest in another company called Property Partner, where it's there's this latent demand for people to invest in properties. And it'd be amazing if everybody had the ability to partake as part of a, their savings plan in the real estate market in a way that's more aligned with what it would be to own a property directly. And Property Partner's doing that. And so... They, they've, they've had an amazing success getting people to invest in those properties. And when you look at those two extremes, I'm, I'm, you know, we're very happy about being able to go for those two, two types of things. Now, there's another element to it, which is there's also um, value chains that probably need disruption. So um, the, the big one that we've all been quite familiar with in the last year and a half because of the time in the media has been the fintech space, right? Like there, there's obviously a lot of disruption there, new banks, new financial services, currencies, um, payment mechanisms and all that stuff. So clearly we're keeping our eye open there, but you know, today's fintech tomorrow will be drones. I don't know, you know, but like each one of these things surface as platforms enable lowered costs and developers start developing more uh, frameworks, which make and accelerate the speed at which things uh, uh, get developed. So when you're uh, when you're working with a company that isn't in a tech hub, maybe it's abroad, what do you think they should be doing first? Is it that they should be coming to visit a, a hub and trying to make those collisions, or is there something they can do back home to prepare for that? Yeah. So we were talking earlier about relationships. Just start building relationships. I think day one, doesn't matter what your long-term plan is, go and plug into your local ecosystems relationships. Um, for example, in uh, Greece, uh, we invest in a company called Incredibly, and it's if, if any of you out there really love uh, boating but are too afraid to get on a boat because you don't have a captain license, check it out, Incredibly. And what these guys have done, born out of Greece, uh, they could have said, you know what, this isn't the valley. This is, you know, this is not a space where I'm going to be able to like uh, get, you know, Andreessen to come over and. Um, no, they, they plugged into the community, they hosted events, they invited funds over to come speak, they and, and one of the one of the founders, Giorgio Scatos, you know, he really did an amazing job of coalescing the ecosystem and then bringing people in. And he started developing those relationships which then eventually led to him meeting the investors that he has on, on the board, including us. And so that happened not because he was like, Oh, I need to go and do this. His business 
is better because it's based in Greece. Why? Because it's a boating. Like, that's where half the boats in the world are. So, like, rather than saying, oh, I need to move my boating company to the Bay Area, it's like, I'm going to bring it here. And for, for listeners out there, you know, there's, there's an increasing need for uh, investors to go abroad. And, and so you have as much power in your, in your ability. In Serbia, there is a, a Vukashin that started a company with Vuk um, called Truck Track. Same thing. He hosted an event. He got the royal family to give up their palace to do a startup weekend and to host uh, one of our seed camp events. And that helped bring the ecosystem to him. So to your to your point, uh, it's what should you do? Well, okay, yeah, sure, you can get on a plane and go to a hub, and, but it's easier if you start building those relationships in your home with people that already might be doing this. And then when you do eventually go to a hub, you don't land without anyone. And you know the programs and, and our and our funds um, help expedite that. But there, there's definitely things you can do even if you're not part of that so you become the big fish in your small pond versus going to san francisco and not being able to organize these events and you know you're one of many people trying to talk to the same investors yeah but i mean it, it's not about it's not necessarily about saying i'm going to stay here i'm going to do all this and then become an events organizer it's not necessarily that i'm not i'm not recommending that but i'm saying like there's a lot of things that um can be done that aren't like we have open coffees you know there's things where you can bring just the group of peers that you might have around you together and they will know someone they will know someone who knows someone and so it doesn't have to be like a full-on collision conference inviting you know x number of thousands of people but you know i just gave you a range of what different people did and you can you know you can go for as low as an open coffee to maybe a meetup to whatever and then in those if you do those for three months you will meet people who know people who then when you do go to London or go to the Valley, will get you those right connections. But to flip what you asked, which was around going straight to the Valley, you're right. Like one of the big challenges is if you decide, I want to start a startup, you're based in you know some, some, some country that doesn't necessarily have direct relationships with uh, successful founders that came back, you're going to struggle for the first few months while you kind of make new friends and, and find the right relationships. So it is something to consider. What kind of drives you in um, the mission of Seed Camp? So that's, that's a very good question because I, I was just speaking with uh, Scott Harrison from Charity Water and uh, other people who, who are obviously in this track of doing things that both have uh, value but also have meaning. And uh, Reshma and I you know, have been doing this now for seven, eight years. And we definitely, the, the number one thing on our, our values page is putting founders first. And... Uh, sometimes that means having difficult conversations with founders, but other times it just means being part of that journey. And that journey, you know, when you see what you enable, really makes it meaningful. Because, you know, when you're at very early stage funds, it, it's not like you have millions and millions at your disposal. Um, and, and, and the life to get to, just looking at it from an investment point of view, the life is a very long life. And so you don't put... You don't, you don't just focus on that. You focus on a lot of the journey and the help you can, the impact you can have. And, uh, you know, some of the conversations that I have with founders where we help reconcile disputes between them um, or sometimes the other way around, like helping founders at least fairly uh, uh, separate and being part of that story and, and, and being thanked later and feeling like you, you did something meaningful uh, every day. And, and that that is... That is such a large part of what waking up and having you know an inbox 
that is you know is on fire makes it like you're like wow this is this is something for someone and i really want to keep on doing this thank you so much that's amazing yeah so where can we keep up with you and seat camp online yeah so it's seatcamp.com is the is our main website uh, we also have a, a podcast which you can find at soundcloud.com slash seatcamp uh, my personal blog is carlosespinal.com and uh, you know we have events all around Europe um, we are in Berlin next week and then we'll have a few others uh, uh, um, leading up to our seed camp week in, in London so if people want to apply for that we'll be opening up applications uh, in around a couple of weeks and and that's it that's the best places to reach us I'm, I'm on Twitter I'm at at CEE and so feel free to tweet me or, or say hello Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And be sure to check out our app discount section where we have discounts on products that we use every day, like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today.